Hey everyone, and welcome back to Millennial Mind. I'm so excited to tell you that I've got a new summer series with a very special guest and one that you all loved when she came on my podcast. Every week, I'm trying to make this podcast better for you, and I only ask for one small, tiny little favor from all of you, which is to press the subscribe or follow button wherever you're watching this. I'm so excited to introduce you to this very special series, so let's get into it. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place, for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Rona. Shiv. I told you I love that. I feel like it's a really cute nickname, but also I told you this reminds me of Succession and she's a power, power bitch. A power bitch. You know, I hate the word bitch. Did you know that? Oh, did you not? I'm really offended by it and I don't know why. Why? I don't know. I think it's like a really mean insult, not in the way you just said it. But you know, when someone says like, you're a bitch, I think it's like a really mean thing. But anyway, today we are talking about... The C word's way more offensive. Really? I don't know. Mate. I think bitch is really mean, and cow. Do you not? You obviously don't mean cow. You mean I the other word. I don't mean cow unless since I was like twelve. So like, lol, go on. I know. I don't think anyone ever says that, but I'm just saying when people do say that. You know, in jokes when people be like, "You super cow," and I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one's ever said that to me, but you know when people say it to friends, yeah, like that, I'm like offended for the other person. Yeah, I'm offended for the other person. I'm like, what were you thinking? Secondhand um, offense. Sorry. Secondhand offended. Yeah, literally. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to speak to you about this because I know it's a topic that's close to your heart. And one I actually think loads of people had requested for us to speak about, which is body image. Now, I think as a female and from speaking to so many different people on my podcast, almost every girl has been through a journey with her body, what she looks like, what society expects her to look like, what she believes she should be. And I think it's actually a really hard thing for some people to talk about. But I know you've had your own journey with it. So why don't you share? So it's a really, 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 really difficult topic. I haven't actually opened up to you about it fully. Mm. I've given you a few like nuggets. Um, And it's really sad because it's something that I'm still massively working on. Yeah. You know, when you're a child and you're literally just living your best life and you just don't care. And I remember growing up as a child and my parents with the greatest like love in the world would sometimes make comments. So like my dad was really concerned if I was like eating too many biscuits and he'd be like, you're going to end up like your aunt. My aunt was, she lives in America and she's morbidly obese and all this stuff. And I think that like narrative wasn't great for me. And my mum used to say things like, oh, you're going to grow up to be a bit like me, not sporty. You're going to be like 
you know, it was it was sort of, and I was a kid, right? Like I was a kid, like just living my best life. I don't know, like ten, you know, like ten years old. But I didn't care, and I went to university and had a really healthy relationship um, with food throughout school. My school was really healthy in terms of like, we literally just ate everything. Like we were quite naughty in the sense that my mum was a nutritionist and my food at home was really healthy, but I used to go like to the tuck shop and buy like loads of chocolates and sweets and stuff like that. And um, there was never, and I grew up in North London and I grew up in an environment where it's very much like Beyonce, Shakira. So like people were like, oh my God, love your body sort of thing. Anyway. There was one girl at my school and really sadly she was, I'd say like just baby fat, like as in like a little bit chubby, um, but she was best friends with me and she always felt really insecure around me and she actually developed anorexia and she was the only person in my school that had developed anorexia. But I remember being incredibly uncomfortable around her because, you know, like she'd never eat and I found like, well, why is she not eating? And I feel really guilty about eating and I feel like those behaviours have an impact on you when actually that mm. person's suffering. It's a really difficult one, you know? But anyways, that was that. Then I went to university and I used to get scouted for modelling all the time. So I used to get stopped um, and by the big agencies like Storm, Premier, all those stuff at the back, uh, back in the day. And I used to like go for castings and really innocently I asked the people at university that I was living with to come with me. Now the girls that I lived with at university they all went to boarding school so it was a completely different thing they were all into heroin chic it was the kate moss fashion back then and what they did was is that they um they were all really really subscribed to eating disorders so for example they lived since they were 10 years old they were boarded right so you can imagine completely different to us so the girls that they lived with or at university had bulimia anorexia like I literally went to my like, university halls and everyone out there like I say four out of five people had some kind of disordered eating habit and I was like this is so weird and they were so obsessed with that kind of like heroin chic look so I was going off to my castings and stuff and I was in like a lot of fashion shows and I did a lot of like beauty campaigns and things and they'd say to me like really innocently how like I should probably consider like losing weight or they'd compare me to sort of your stereotypical like straight up and down girl and I started to like look in the mirror and I used to like pinch myself like I remember it so distinctly like really at 21 I started like pinching myself and being like wow do I need to look lose weight like what do I need to do and I got into a really restrictive eating cycle so I basically decided I'd never exercised before and I just like literally went to the gym and just started like doing treadmill stuff that wasn't working no one had noticed and then I started restricting restricting like from like three meals a day two meals a day then to one meal a day then to like an apple a day like literally it got that bad and um then what happened was is I got so so skeletal as in like my upper body has always been like quite lean. Mm. So I got, I looked like my head, like ribs popping out. It was like, there was like literal rib cages and like my arms looked so undernourished. And I'd say like my legs just got to like a thinner state, but they were never going to be like skinny, skinny legs because genetically I'm just not like that. But obviously, guess what? Surprise, surprise, I couldn't make anyone happy. And then everyone started saying that I looked really ill and I looked like I had an eating disorder. And I wouldn't say, you know, I wasn't at that stage where I was ever hospitalized, but I was definitely like Mm. a restrictive eater. And if I'm honest with you, I kept that up for about 10 years. I literally kept that up for 10 years to like being a restricted eater. And then obviously I got into the real world, world, graduated, working world, and I couldn't do it anymore. And then sadly, like most people, I piled on the kilos, piled on, you know, like I was actually like about 15 kilos lighter then than I am now. 
and I piled it on because you just can't sustain that and then obviously that completely messes with your head because you suddenly like are used to seeing one thing in the mirror and then Mm -hmm. you change to another thing anyway the point is is that like I got to a stage where I have like a healthy relationship now with exercise where I like exercise to build muscle and nourish my body and mental health and I have like I'm literally eat anything I want as in like I'm not I went through a bad cycle of like binging, restricting, binging, restricting, binging. And now I'm like, if I want chocolate, I'll have half a chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, this. I'll have whatever I want every day. But I don't think that there is a single day. And if I'm honest with you, I'm really embarrassed to actually say this. I don't think there's like a single day that I actually don't think about people judging my body. As in like... Really? A single day. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? Because you wear scrubs to work. I still think like are people thinking like I look fat in my scrubs or do people like judge me or like what do I look like and yeah it's like it's so sad but I feel Mm. like it's always gonna be there because I feel like I've always got people's judgments and I think that when people make comments they don't know how how harmful it is and it's so harmful and it's like so so harmful and Every year I go to a fasting clinic, I told you, and it's really good for my, and it's, you know, it's for my mental health, Mm. it's for everything. And I remember I went on holiday straight after that clinic and obviously like, you know, you're clean, you've been sleeping really well, like you just look great. And um, hold on, explain this fasting clinic. So you don't eat for how many days? So it's it's a completely different thing. It's run by doctors. They don't let you do it if you're underweight at all. It's not it's not a weight loss clinic yeah. at all. It's literally like they regenerate like stem cells. Yeah. They give you supplements. They bring you back on food. So by the time you leave, you're back on like two thousand calories. Do you see what I mean? Oh, so fine. like okay, they integrate yeah. food back in. Um, there's loads of research around it. as you like Stephen Bartlett recently yeah, yeah, had a yeah. guest about fasting. Like, is amazing. amazing. Like people that have like cancer go there. Like it resets like diabetes, all this stuff. Anyway, so I went to go meet my friends in Ibiza and um, there's a group of friends that live in from Monaco and um, one of the guys there was like, oh my God, I'd seen him like maybe six months before. And he was like, oh my God, you look amazing. He was like, um, you've lost a lot of weight. And then he was just like, around, especially around here and kind of like pointed to my hip, to the hips. And he's like, oh, did you just like cut, cut eating all the crap? And I went into a room and then I just like locked myself in and just started like crying. Mm. And I was just like, I just feel like I'm never good enough. Like that's the narrative that I tell myself. And then you feel that, you know, well, do I always have to keep this up? I think right. it's, I think it's really, I think you're so right. Other people's comments can be really damaging. I had a very different childhood. I grew up in a house with nine people and in Indian families, food is at the heart of everything. And you know, a lot of people will say that their mums commented on their way and their looks. I think I was raised with the most insane mum in the whole world. She has never once said to me, you should change this, you should do that. Now she'll be like, your hair's a bit messy. Like, you know, do that. But she's never made me feel worried about what I'm eating, never told me not to eat something, never told me, you know, she's never made me feel restricted, if that makes sense. Now she's like, you need to eat more. But back then she never made me feel like that. And I think growing up, I was a bit chubby. But, you know, my school lunch, I'm not joking, was a seven up a Nutella sandwich, a packet of crisps and a chocolate. And now I blame my parents because I'm like, this is why I was so tired in school and probably why I got rubbish grades because I was just high on sugar. sugar. But, you know, I think growing growing up in an all-girls school, loads of people have eating disorders. Like, mm. everyone had an eating disorder. And I actually went through a really depressive time when my grandma died and I, like, picked up on a few things. But it was because I was really depressed and not necessarily because I was so body conscious. Does that make sense? Mm. Like I watched my grandma, I don't want to talk about it actually. But during that period when I was really unhappy, food makes me happy. Even to this day, if I'm sad, I can't eat. Mm. Like if I'm anxious, I'm the opposite. if I'm worried. So I'm an emotional eater. No, if I'm anxious or I'm worried 
or I feel upset, I just won't eat. Mm. And with my body now, if I eat like what a normal person does, if I had a breakfast, lunch and dinner, I don't actually have breakfast, if I'm completely honest, I have like brunch and then lunch and then like dinner a bit later. But if I had like a normal portion, I would lose so much weight because my body needs a lot of food because I'm very active because I'm running around all the time. And I also work out. It does need a lot of food. So last year, when I was so stressed with my job and with the podcast, I wasn't moving. I genuinely was hunched over a screen because I was working from home on both my job and this. And I felt that I lost so much weight and everyone had something to say about it. Everyone was like, tell me your diet routine. What's changed? Was it positive comments? Half of them were positive and half of them were negative. I felt online, everyone was like, you look amazing. And then my family- so toxic. And my family friends were like, you look awful. Now, I've always been really, really conscious about my tummy. Mm -hmm. Very conscious because I've always had really skinny legs, really skinny arms. But my st my fat has generally always gone to my stomach. So last year when I lost all of that weight and I had abs and I finally had like the flat belly I'd been dreaming of, like the Victoria's Secret stomach, you know, when we were in school, mm. that's what we were obsessed with, right? And that's what my school was obsessed with. You don't see that as much now. And I actually saw a clip of a Victoria's Secret model on a podcast and she said, I just thought everyone knew that it was fake. Mm. But, they but how are we meant to know? Yeah, but also there's a journalist as well um, that um, there was this journalist and she basically said that she tried the Victoria's Secret model diet and she was really exhausted. But literally that diet sustainable for like three months. They're like, they're, they're not doing it like full time 24 seven. Also, if you fast for a week, you'll see a significant difference in your Totally. Project. But the thing is, is like, there's just so many different elements. And I think that like, I'm really grateful I have to be honest like I'm grateful and disgrateful like I think the last five years bar this year and we'll go into that were amazing because for the first time in my entire life people were like a big bum is cool whereas like literally my mum told me like Rones like cover up your bum at the beginning like you know in a swimming costume and like I had eastern european friends that were like obviously like, the russian type figures and like I was like okay like it's ugly it's ugly it's ugly it's ugly and then then in the last like five years like the fitness industry in terms of like people wanting to like bulk up a bit and like have a bum I was like oh my god like I'm actually okay like it's actually I something dream of a big bum <laughs> and um I think it's 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 really interesting because I was really grateful but then I had a massive panic attack this year because all of a sudden I opened up the newspapers and social media and I was like heroin sheets back pack, yeah. and then people are taking weight loss injections and people are like conforming Zempic, back to that you know and called. Jamila Jamil talks about this a lot. I yes. did see that. Yeah, and um, she went to school with me as well. So she 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 talks about it a lot, and she suffered a lot from like body dysmorphia and eating disorders. And I think that the thing is, is that we have to recognise Donna Mercia as well, who I sent you the other day. We have to recognise that fashion changes all the time. All the time. Like now again, like it's not fashionable to be curvy. It's now back to fashionable to being like a bean, like pole and whatever. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to body shame My anyone. Calls me that. But you know what? I'm not going to body shame anyone because we are all different shapes and sizes. Um, I do struggle, though, with the extremes. And I think that, I don't know, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts. I think it'd be interesting to see what you think about the different advertising platforms and media and the way that they're embracing body positivity. I'm like, why do people need to be like a size zero, a size 36? I don't understand what happened to all the people in between. Like, why can't we, why can't we be representative? Like, why does the front cover have to be someone True. that's anorexic or morbidly obese? Like, I yeah. just don't get it. Like, we should be embracing all different types of body types. Like, what happened to the sizes like 8, 10, 12? Do you yeah. see what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't get it. I just don't get it. No, I agree And on I that. feel like that's where we're really lacking in our 
world today because I'm like the people that aren't so restrictive or the ones that are like on that kind of scale where maybe your health might be jeopardized you know type 2 diabetes heart disease mm. etc like where are all those people in between and I think that that's where we have a lot of work to do still but the one thing they're not represented yeah you do only see someone who's really thin and really skinny and there's some brands actually who only have really skinny models and then literally have plus size models and it's so confusing. It's like, so where are Do you are remember the-, the Skinny Bitch Collective? <gasps> yes, you do! Oh my God, I'm so happy you reminded me of that. That guy, yeah? The, the, Russell. The, Russell. And he Did had you go to the classes? Skinny Bitch Club. No, I didn't. Uh, uh, but I always thought it was really cool and I wanted to go. But look what it made you feel I like. No. But now, wild. now it wouldn't last five seconds, babe. That wasn't that, that was, ago, yeah? Yeah, that, that was, was like two years ago. No, it wasn't. No, it was Rona, longer. Rona, Rona. It was three years ago. He got cancelled. Do you remember why he got cancelled? Because of the Nairobi thing. He got cancelled because of that. It was only three years ago. Are you sure? SBC it was called. Yeah. Skinny Bitch Club. But the thing is as well is like, again, it's like, it was so non-inclusive. And the idea was, you said like, he had models in his class. I was just going to say, it all had all the, like at that time I was modelling and it had all like the top models in the industry that went, which is why I really wanted to go and we'll come on to like the modeling thing in a minute. But I do think that things like that now, you could never, ever, ever have them. But yeah, of course you couldn't because it's completely, it's totally distasteful. And but I then actually... you could have the opposite end of it and have like a club that was representative of bigger girls. I don't know necessarily. I think that like, I think the fitness industry has come a really like long way. And maybe I'm wrong because I'm not for wholly into the fitness industry. But like a lot of the fitness people that I surround myself by... The women have really, really, really healthy eating habits. They're genuinely interested in like building muscle. They're embracing that like stronger physique. Mm. Like I've really, really seen that. Um, and I do still think like unfortunately those that are plus size are getting scrutiny still. Like really sadly, um, there was like I think a Samsung advert or no, it wasn't. Like some TV advert came out and it showed a plus size girl doing yoga and people wow. were absolutely ripping her apart. And I felt awful because they were basically saying, how can a girl of that size do yoga? yoga which is absolute bs cause, like anyone can do yoga like since when but it's it's the problem is is that we have certain images ingrained in our head so true of what an athlete is and what they're not a supermodel is an athlete so true. Um, a yogi do you see what i mean and all this stuff and i think that that's going to take a really really long time and also we have to remember like as jamila said like fashion changes all the time my mum really made me laugh one time she goes i don't understand she goes these she goes, these fashion designers, these gays, they just want to dress little boys. So they make the clothes very, very small and they don't fit me, you know? And I'm like, okay, mom, like, you know. So funny. Um, your Egyptian accent, accent uh, of your mom is kills too good. And, um, but well, in- on that, sorry, I just want to say Lizzo, actually. I did a Peloton class and Lizzo was in it. And she said, do you know how much of an athlete I am? She was like, I play the flute. I'm twerking. I'm singing. I'm entertaining. I'm dancing. And she's like, just because your definition of an athlete is different from mine, you can't call me, you can't say I'm not. And I agree. Yeah. It doesn't mean if you're above a certain size that you're not an athlete. And I think loads of brands are actually encompassing that. Yeah, I think also it's really sad because we can't just assume just because someone has a six pack and is really lean, they're also really healthy. They're not. Even some of the um, earliest influencers on social media that built their profiles off that, you know, they actually said, actually, at this time I was really sick. I was only in like this whole clean eating thing we know is actually 
fundamentally very dangerous people that were following diets where you only eat like celery no oil no this no that like all this kind of thing nothing baked nothing fried they were losing their periods they were having hormonal breakouts they were doing all this stuff because they were actually messing up their so cycles it's bad for your brain you can't concentrate yeah. no, but you, last you, year you're right because last year I was so ill that I went to the doctor multiple times I'm still following up on things but isn't it so sad the people it's that confusing. said you look amazing because Ariana Grande was also came out a few months ago do you remember no. and said loads of people were saying to her like oh my god like she looked so so painfully Ill, Ill and unwell and people like you look incredible tell us your diet regime and she literally mm. came out and said I'm on antidepressants I've never been so depressed in my entire life like be careful when you make comments about people's bodies and I find it ridiculous because sometimes I even get people messaging me on Instagram going like hi what's your weight and hi I want to put it as a goal on my mirror I'm sorry like what the hell is that do you know what I mean and one week I want someone to like video me for a week and do a week in the life and for people to see what I actually eat I think people would be mortified you're always finding it so hilarious what I eat but I think like look at the end of the day I look I've always said that sadly a lot of women make me feel way worse about my body image than men I would one I have never felt insecure around a man I think around my body ever in my whole life which is weird Mm. I would say Women make me feel so insecure around my body. And there are some women who I've come across who are so restrictive in their eating that it makes me feel so uncomfortable to eat. So when I was younger, I did modeling when I was like 25, 26. And I remember I was friends with this girl and she was so obsessive about what she ate. So obsessive. She, she, checked the calories. she was a model, check the calories, check everything before we went out to eat. And I remember one time we went out to eat and we got a poke bowl. And she said, as long as I don't finish it, then that's all that matters because I shouldn't finish a whole thing. And she there said that I to you. That's what she was saying about her. Mm. There I was like munching my entire poke bowl and I was starving after it. I was so hungry. <laughs> and I remember so clearly not ordering something else because I was bigger than her. And I remember thinking, she's going to think I'm so fat and she's going to think I'm so greedy so I won't order another thing. And I remember that being a really sad moment in my life because at that moment I decided after that that I didn't really want to be friends with her. Mm. Because after she left, we both walked out of the place. It was like a food court. We walked out of the place. I said I was going in that direction. <laughs> and you went she went, and I went back. How sad is that, though? It's not. No, it's really upsetting. Like genuinely, it's quite a sad thing that you, if I was with you and I felt like I couldn't eat, like what my body needs. There's me feeding you fresh fitness food at my house. <laughs> yeah, literally. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, if it's different if I come to your house, Rona, or like when you eat like really healthy things and I'll eat something a bit different, right? I don't mind that because you're not making me feel that way. But let's say you were someone that was so conscious about your food and then were judging me for constantly for what I was eating. I think that is wrong. Like, let people eat what they want to eat. Mm-hmm. My body's different from yours. I can handle a lot of processed food. Your body might not be able to. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is what I always say is that don't, when people say, what's your diet? I'm like, don't look at my diet because I eat crisps every single day. Yeah, but think I have chocolate so- every single day. But I know that's not normal. And I'm sure later on in my life, it will catch up with me and I won't be able to do those things. But that's what I'm able to do now. And I think there's so many people that are so critical of other people's diets because they're jealous or they don't want, they don't, they can't eat that themselves. And so they're like, you shouldn't be eating that. And that's so terrible for you. And they're going to make you feel awful. I think it's this whole thing, right? And we've spoken about this before is that like people want to be other people. And instead of actually seeking the advice from people that actually know what they're talking about, like people will ask an influencer or a celebrity for teeth stuff. Why don't ask a dentist? Why literally? And you've got denfluencers or medfluencers and stuff like that, you know? And it's like, instead of asking or looking like your metabolism is different to 
my metabolism, so my height, your height. Speak like we're to so your different. Speak to, to a doctor. Yeah, exactly about all these different various elements, and also just kind of like love the way that you are. And I think that like it took me like the best part of. 10 years to also be like I am not gonna have like stick skinny legs yeah but you know what like I'm like I've got other attributes and actually it's not all about the way you look and also I think it then makes you like love other people's bodies like you always say you love my legs I always say I love your waist yeah but let's say we hadn't done that work maybe I would look at you and be like oh so annoying that you have such a tiny waist and a big bum yeah that's exactly what I want yeah yeah and I have a really flat bum and I really want a big bum and so you know what I don't like Rona and actually I hate her dress yeah and I hate her in those jeans but that is what happens is you'll be like someone will say oh how amazing is her body and how many times have you heard someone be like no it's not that great you know she goes to the gym all the time yeah yeah yeah, and, and I don't have time to do that. Yeah, yeah. She's a personal yeah, trainer, yeah, and I don't yeah. have time to do that. And you know, it's natural. Think, yeah, and she's just privileged. And I spoke about this in a video the other day. I can't remember what the topic was, but it was all around how you will come up with every excuse under the sun about things that are not within your control. But that's what we do all the time. This is why I was talking about luck in the other, in the other podcast. Because- Mate, I was the guest that said that I believe in luck. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. Right? And we all come in moments in our lives where we get an opportunity, but we're not prepared. Yeah. That's not luck. Yeah, but luck is when that happens. Listen, I think it's a goddamn miracle. I think when something happens and you and you haven't put in the program, it's a miracle and it's very flipping rare. Yeah, it's rare. Point. But listen, I'm going to just tell you now that I said that also people will blame things because people will sometimes look at me or look at you and be like, she got lucky. Shivani got lucky. She was just there at the right time on Instagram. Yeah. She was just embracing reels. They don't understand, but this is what I'm trying to say. I was just going to say, someone said to me last year, you got, re- you got really lucky because you're lucky you got a podcast because they're pushing reels. Yeah. I was like, okay. Do you know? I was what, like, yeah. I was like, yeah. There's me. a it's million like, people posting but, reels but, every day. Rona's dad or her practice. No, he did not. I'm still paying off the loan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know. But you know, like, there's so many assumptions because people, when they feel like something's not in their reach, it makes them feel a lot better. If That's they why... focus on things they can't control, look, they look, don't want to take personal responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And I'm with you on that one. But that's why I think as well. I really sadly because I've got that mindset that you do. I beat myself up when I couldn't mm. get to that level of skinny that I thought was good enough. I was like, it's because you're not working hard enough. Yeah, it's agree on that. And I think you feel the same. Probably both of us would work. Like I've been like that. I've called you up oh, and I've been 100%. like, Shivani, I'm not doing as well as my friends. Okay. And I'm not because of my hard work and I'm not work. I said this. Yeah, to my and then I'm the like, and then you know, you'll find I'll be there like being like, what should I do? Should I down? And you're like, download Skillshare to help you. You know. But the thing is, is that like the Skillshare's point, really great. You should sponsor this video. And um, the thing is, is that I found it so so difficult because I've literally been. And I think that's why that guy's words hurt me so much when I went to Ibiza because mm. he goes, did you just decide to cut eating cut eating all the crap? And I was like, but I don't eat crap. I, and I was like, do I need to now restrict everything that I do? And I think it's sad. And I think the impact that people's words can have are so, so great. And it really shocks me online that people think they can give unsolicited opinion advice just like that. People comment on my photos all the time, like eat something and I upload a picture with the donut and be like, I'm great, thanks. But yeah. I will say it doesn't actually impact me because it's not conscious. Does, does that make sense? Mm. I think when you're really conscious about your weight, then those mm. comments really impact you. But because I'm last conscious year, about everything. But you know, last year I was just genuinely stressed. And so it wasn't I was trying to lose weight. It was that I was genuinely stressed. So when people say it to me, I'm very much like I am stressed. So please don't think it's because yeah. I'm doing a new diet or a new regime. And now when I go to the gym, I put on weight because I'm building the muscle. Whilst when I don't, I just lose it. But I think the whole purpose is, is that we need to learn to love our bodies. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, like you said, there's always going to be a tra- changing diet. There's always going to be a celebrity who is endorsing one thing or the other. What makes you feel healthy? And what happy. makes you feel happy? 
what makes you feel confident? Exactly. I'm actually really not that conscious of my bum. Sometimes when I go to the gym and I look from the side, I'm like, oh my God, it is so small. But I've just learned to be like, well, I'll wear shorts. And Listen, you, you know, can wear flares and I can't. <laughs> but you know, for me, it really is about just embracing who I am and knowing that I can't have everything that you know, I necessarily want. And I it maybe it doesn't look good on me. This is why we're all different. We're not all meant to look the same. I think, look, at the end of the day as well, it's also about understanding. And I always say this, like, give people's bodies grace because we all go through different things, especially as women. Like, you know, you might have three kids, Shivani, and your team body, our bodies are ever-changing. Do you see what oh I mean? Oh my God, I can't wait to have three kids and have big boobs and a bum. Yeah, but lol, I'll, I'll be there for you. Triplets maybe? Because she's got like <laughs> literally like twins on her boyfriend's side, <laughs> twins on her side. Anyway. I didn't say triplets. And um, the point is, is that, you know, we all go through different things. And I think one of the most beautiful things is, is that our bodies weren't designed to be the skinniest versions of ourselves. Our bodies were designed to help us move. Our bodies were designed to get us to places. Our bodies are amazing. And we have to actually celebrate those things. Like our body got us here right now from like a crazy community. Exactly. So we need to stop punishing our bodies and instead like embrace it. And like, I don't mean overindulging, but I also don't mean undernourishing. And I also don't mean just being so restrictive. Life, you have one life. Yeah. If you want to eat a bloody chocolate, eat a chocolate. It doesn't mean you have to exercise it off the next day. We don't all need to fit into a size 6 or a size 8 or a size 10. And I think that we are fed this narrative of the smaller you are, the better you are. Actually, the happier you are, the better you are. The better you are. And, you know, I know that feeling of when you go, when you're like on an empty stomach because you're just feeling like, for me, it's when I'm really stressed and I have an empty stomach and I'm like, am I anxious? Am I hungry? I don't know what it is, but I can't eat if I'm stressed. I just find it very overwhelming. And that is actually something I need to, work on because I have to either learn to manage my stress or learn to make sure I remember to eat when I'm stressed when I'm not but I also do think that we don't have to eat the same every day you know some days I'll eat like 3,000 calories and then the next day I probably won't eat as much and so it's not about you know every day you have to follow this really strict routine and you have to eat this many calories I think if you want a calorie count because you're working towards a particular goal great but I don't think that we all should be calorie counting I don't calorie count I think it's like a very toxic mentality and now that there's calories on menus in restaurants I hate it yeah, 100%. And I think that I got rid of that ages ago. I think that my body intuitively knows what yeah. I do and what I need, especially around my cycle. I've just got used to that, but it's taken time. And I genuinely do love healthy food. You know, like my mum has, a, my mum is like, like you know, we grew up in a Lebanese household, taboulet, fatish, but my mum also never restricted carbs either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the whole thing that carbs are bad, I literally, if I restrict carbs, I get so tired and pissed off, you know? I don't think I could survive. Yeah. Also, I'm an, in, I come from an Indian family. Carbs is the only thing we know, you know? Carbs. We don't have any protein. Yeah, I'm the one that has to like shove protein into my parents' yeah. diet. But I also love healthy food. But I also love donuts. I also love pizza. I also love pasta. I don't necessarily think that they're really bad for you. I think you can make healthy versions of them at home, which is what I do anyway. Yeah. But I think it's all around having balance. And I think this thing around body dysmorphia and body image is that, you know, the only opinion that matters is yours. Yeah. When you look in the mirror, how do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel confident? Do you feel great? Do you feel happy? Then great. If a random boy or a random girl says, oh, you look so skinny, you look great. Thanks, that's your opinion. Goodbye. Yeah. If a random person says, oh, you look so skinny, you look disgusting. Again, thanks, that's your opinion. Goodbye. And I have to say that I've tried to learn now that when people feel it's okay to make comments on my body, because sometimes I end up in tears to my therapist. I'm like, how can that person say that? How can that person She's literally like, it's their problem. It's their problem. But she also... It's your problem. But you know what she said to... But she says as well, like, 
sometimes people also make assumptions. They assume that the person they're saying to, they would only say it to someone they think is wildly confident. Do you know what I mean? So true. So they'd be like, Rona surely isn't an unconfident person. And she's not going to care about my stupid yeah. comment. Yeah, but then I'm like, your words have such a grave impact on me. Anyway, the point is, again, a work in progress. But mm. I really, really, really want people to consider the words they say. Their online conduct sure. has such an impact on people. It really, really did have an impact on me. And also, conversely to that, any compliment makes my day. And also, if you've got something nice <laughs> to say, may say something nice because it makes such a difference. Do you I know, know, I always, I, I will make an effort sometimes to even cross the street and say something nice to someone if I notice something because it, it can make someone's day. It really does make your day mm. when someone comes up to you and says, oh, I really love your jacket or I really love your jeans or like, you look really lovely yeah. or something like that. I think it's so sweet. Yeah, and you're like, yes, I do it all the time to people. It's so nice. I think you're right. You know, at the end of the day, it is really difficult to always not be impacted by what other people say. Whether that's you look skinny or you look big, I actually don't think those words should ever be used. Yeah. It should be you look nice or you look great. But then, Rona, on the flip side of that, let's say you've lost loads of weight and someone says you look great. People are now too scared to even give a compliment because people are so conscious. Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, we know that weight gain and weight loss should never be a compliment or an insult. I really think it's just something. Mm. As someone once said to me, I'm not TripAdvisor. This isn't a place where you can write a review. So there we go. I love that. Let's end it on that. All right. Love that. Amazing. So, good. so thank you so much for coming on Thursday Thought. <laughs> I'm talking like it's my Thanks, podcast. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Oh, Shivani's <laughs> podcast. Okay. Love you. Oh.